How are we doing, guys? Welcome to episode seven. This week, our guest is Ravina. So big up Ravina for coming through as always. Always, always an interesting and funny discussion when you come on. But this week is a little bit more serious. We were discussing in the beginning the aftermath of the Euros final and the kind of relationship that we see now between race and social media. It was super, super interesting. And it was also good to get a perspective from Corian and the whole race issue out in the US because we haven't really heard anything since George Floyd. So it was good to get his perspective on how things are developing now under a Biden administration as opposed to Trump. So yeah, super, super interesting, guys. Here's a little snippet of what to expect and hope you enjoy this one. With crypto or just, you know, any investment vehicle, they don't care whether I'm black or not, right? If I understand the information and you understand the information, if it's $10 over here for you, it's $10 over here for me. Sometimes black issues are highlighted at a more magnificent level, if that makes sense. Like a lot of my friends don't necessarily know what's going on with the farmer situation, right? But all of you know about what goes on with George Floyd. When it comes to international affairs, you have to realize that a lot of that news doesn't make it over here if you're not searching it out, right? So, for example, like to hear about the farmers' protests and to hear about that, that's not played on our television or in our news waves as much as George Floyd is played on yours. You feel what I'm saying? And that's, that's where I feel like there's a big problem. Ravina, how you doing? I'm all good. How are you guys? Hey, Ravina, how you doing? Hey, Florian. Man like Ravina in the place. Yes, Ravina's back with the I feel like I feel like we should have that. You know, that like Jamaican DJ horn or something like like. What's going on anyway? What's everyone saying? I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm good. all is well. Looking forward to the new Premiership season. Oh God! Is that what everyone's on now? Yeah, looking forward to the yeah, yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea's first preseason is in a couple of weeks' time. Do we not yeah. want like a bit of a football break before that happens? No, the grind don't stop, mate. The grind doesn't <laughs> stop. <laughs> no, we need a break. Now there's uh, the Olympics is coming up now, anyway, so that should be interesting. Is that still going yeah. ahead? Yeah, yeah, it's going uh, ahead. It's going yeah. ahead. Yeah, I'm going to that, Dylan. I'm going to you know the hundred. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to a couple of those with a couple of TCC members. Yeah, yeah, mate. Well, what a guy you need to invite me, man. Jesus Christ. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dylan, your voice. <laughs> the voice the voice is reaching the echelons again, man. That happens sometimes. That happens sometimes. But <laughs> so he, just, he just booked he just booked tickets and he was just like, Oh, do you want to go? I was like, Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? So they dropped the rules for it the other day. I don't know if you read it or not. It's really weird, man. I haven't. Well, I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Like you should, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll send you over Instagram or Twitter or something. But they, um, yeah, yeah. they released the rules about it, and it's, I, I'm so yeah. confused already. Like it's not normal cricket. <laughs> really, it's weird, bro. It's weird. But yeah, let's not let, let's not talk about cricket. Let's let's talk about football. <laughs> let's talk about football, man. Didn't come home at the end of the day, did it, Amish? I was literally listening back to our episode last week. Same. I was listening back to yesterday. today, and like, yeah, and I was just, just started, we were like, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming home, and we were like, oh no. I, I did say, I, you know, it's funny when we listen when I listen back to it. We did say it's going to be a tight game, and we did say it could go to penalties. So yeah, and then we also yeah. said we're going to sound like right idiots if it doesn't come home, and yeah, that 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 
And then Howard was there, like, watch out for, watch out for Luca Chandra, Kanjat Chandra. Yeah, yeah, he came for his revenge, man. So, uh, yeah, we need, we need, a new, we need a new manager, man. We need a new manager. No, we need. No, it's good, man. Southgate. No, no, what, mate? He's good, bro. He's good. Yeah, but me. we don't want good. We want winners. It's like half these Drake singles. Yeah, it's good. We don't want good. We want... Oh! It's phenomenal. It's a journey. It's a journey. We don't want good. We did not come here for 7 out of 10. What is this? Southgate <laughs> needs to go, man. I'm sorry. If, if any other manager, we win that game. Or any proper manager, put it that way. Yeah, okay. Okay. But he got us to the, he got us to the final, though. He got us to the final, though. So. Yeah, and like I said, if it was primary school and we are at the egg and spoon race and we wanted a, a medal for <laughs> participating, now Southgate's your man, right? Uh, if you want to uh, win... You need you need one of these World, World Cup man World Cup in eighteen months. So it's eighteen months. We'll see World Cup man. If, if Garrett, mate, this is the Euros, right? I'm not being funny, but with all due, res- due respect, it's the easier thing to win, right? Denmark and Ukraine are not, you know, they're not exactly World Cup level. Nah, yeah, you know, there's levels here, isn't it? We're still in yeah. we're still in no primary school, man. Yeah. What did, you, what did you guys think of like what kind of happened after after the football? It was it was pretty wild. It's it's crazy, right? When you kind of live through those moments on social media in real time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like straight after the game, literally, I was. It finished quite late anyway. The program, right? Because I was watching it when it, until it finished when they they were all talking anyway till like midnight, and then I went off and I sweat and I was just scrolling through Twitter and Instagram for like at least an hour, just like watching all the backlash after it. It's just it was mm. mental. I was on Twitter during the match and then as soon as the penalty started, someone actually tweeted on my timeline saying, if any of the black players take a penalty and they miss, we've had it. Mm. And then as it happened, Rashford's after then when it was Saka's and everyone was literally saying, holy shit, it's going to kick off now. Everyone, if you're a coloured person, you're in a pub, go home. And it didn't feel like it was an overreaction. And we saw what happened afterwards. So it was crazy just reading that kind of stuff as it was happening. Yeah, I think the worst thing for me is just like really crazy. Because I mean, I I went out to pubs to watch the pre games before, right? And I literally said to my friends, I was like, I just didn't fancy going out if we if we even if we won, it would have been an absolute mess. And even if well, we didn't win, yeah, I just think that you know you don't know what what's actually going to happen. And I think a lot of people who aren't into football, they say this all the time. They go, look, football fans are stereotypically you know horrible, horrible people, right? And I actually saw this really interesting tweet. I think it was from one of the cricket journalists. They were tweeting about the, I think the England-Pakistan game, I think it was one of them. And they basically said it's such a contrast in the type of fans that go to cricket. And then again, rugby is another one where the type of fans are like totally, totally different. It only seems to be football where, you know what they were doing and how they were behaving, how they're just smashing up these pubs and, and just random, you know, to call it antisocial behavior would be an understatement. But you mm-hmm. can't, if they did that now and they weren't wearing a football shirt, you'd get arrested. So why do football fans get time and time again, get let off, let alone the fact that they were breaking into Wembley just to, you know, without a ticket. They're just, it's, it's an embarrassment. And it used to happen a lot. I remember when there were the kind of tournaments when I was younger, you'd, you'd watch these fans literally embarrassing the country. They call themselves fans, but they're just, just hooligans, man. And it's just, it's, it's a joke. One thing I will say is that Rashford, mate, I love you to bits, but what the fuck are you doing doing that penalty like that? Like, from oh, a perspective, right? Don't be clever. No, Push it in, man. Like, that's from a pure footballing perspective, right? And then. Uh, Did you see, though? 
uh, on Twitter after he put that big statement out, he was saying, right? He was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was a, I had, um, had a pretty rough season. I had yeah. no confidence. Yeah, what I, yeah. I was thinking though was, right. So why are you taking a penalty? This is what I was going to say. I was like, if, if you didn't feel confident being subbed on, yeah. you should have said to the manager, don't, don't put me, I'm not confident. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling well, save it. it. Don't save bring it, me on. Know, save it to afterwards, you know, to one of the later yeah. ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even yeah. like, you know, again, Southgate, you can't be putting that pressure on a 19-year-old kid. Like, mm. yeah. yeah, it's all good. If, if in training, he's yeah, it's different when you're in training and you're around your mates and stuff. It's fine. But in front of the whole country, yeah, for, yeah come on. Like, it's ridiculous. Like from a pure, pure footballing perspective, not a single fan, an actual football fan, blamed Rashford, Sancho or Saka for the loss. None of them. No, yeah. Anyone who knows anything about football knows it's, that's not on them. Yeah, I mean, like we said, you know, when a couple of weeks ago, when the players literally for a couple of days before or a week or so before, they came out and they said, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take the knee," and and Priti Patel and, and Boris Johnson literally came out and said, "We don't, you know, we we don't support these kind of gesture politics." So from the <laughs> if it's coming from the top, and they're saying, "No, you can boo them. It's fine. Do what you want." And then they're the first ones to be saying, oh, no, we, this, this racism is, is appalling and it's, it's fucking bullshit, mate. I'm sorry. But it's, if it, you know, leadership comes from the top and from the front. And if Boris and, and Priti Patel and all these other members of parliament, if, if you know, it's all well and good when, when things go wrong. But, I mean, they didn't say anything when it mattered. And I don't think any one of us is, was remotely surprised when... The reaction was as it was from again from a minority, but mm. a very very vocal minority. Mm. Do you think like social media has like a more prominent role to play? Did you see, I'm sure you saw that thing, right? It was like if Instagram can ban or report 100%. COVID stuff, why why yeah. are they doing it with with race? Hundred percent. As soon as you put COVID or anything to do with COVID in your story, these links pop up. These things pop up. And do not tell me. Funniest ones was that. So you're telling you know you put you can't play two bars of Beyonce without um, oh, yeah. you know Instagram like <laughs> shutting it down or whatever right so they obviously they can you know they can and there's this wonderful saying that's so applicable to a lot of things in life where it's like if they wanted to they would have if they wanted to clamp down on this they would have like it's not the first time yeah. it's not going to be the last time there was an interesting I was watching the news actually the other day the Channel Four News and and one of the I think um, someone from the Labour Party was saying that they want to make it like illegal for these social media bosses or like a criminal act if if they don't kind of clamp down on it. And literally the presenter asked them, what, so you're going to send Zuckerberg to jail for, you know, some random anonymous profile posting uh, horrendous emojis under a player's name. It's not practical. Like, it's just not practical. But these algorithms are very, very clever. And, you know, they target and promise what. And you're telling me you can't, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to have anonymous profiles or anything, but you know, there's got to be some sort of. There's another petition saying that you need to upload ID that gets verified before you create a social media account, and that yeah. doesn't get used anywhere. So you can still stay anonymous, like in forums and stuff like that. But in order to get onto socials, you need that, and that would work. But I doubt that's ever going to come into play. Like I don't they can't, they can't control that. Yeah, but it's, it's like, like this whole cancel culture thing, right? You got to think it's like breeding these like anonymous accounts as well, because mm. people just want to yeah. just want to hide now. Like they, they know if they say something outlandish, they'll get they'll get cancelled. So why not just you know go on an under anonymous and account even, and just say like, what you want to say on Instagram, right? What do you reckon is the per, the percentage of accounts that's like fake or 
Yeah, I'd like to know that. Yeah. Right? There's probably a stat yeah. on there somewhere. Let it's got to be at least yeah. what? At least Let me do my Googles. Let me have a do my Googles. 30, 40%? <laughs> I, I, I would probably say closer to 40%. Because mm. if you look yeah. at um, some of the pages that get like, you know, an instant six-figure plus views <laughs> or likes, the yeah. first five to ten comments are all bots, right? Like mm. Yeah, so, there's literally so factories of, of mobile phones that are like connected to massive supercomputers that are just liking and commenting on different yeah, accounts. Yeah, yeah. Like in China, and I've seen that. So forty yeah. percent, even that could be low. You're saying here one in ten Instagram accounts is fake. That's just like the first thing that popped up. Then it's also too how this whole algorithm system works, right? Like because like sometimes when y'all post stuff, I don't see it till like hours and yeah. hours later. And I'm like, oh, how did I miss all of this? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know. I just think social media is just weird. That, that definitely I, happens. Sorry, sorry. As soon as, as, soon as they change that, you know, when you go down on your feed and then it says, mm-hmm. oh, you've seen all the new posts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As soon as they change it to that, it's like, it's just been weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's strange, man. But you know what it is? It's, all it is is like, you know, these, these social media, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all they're doing is just testing the testing shit 24 seven. So you might, you might see something that I might not see and you Ravina might see something that we might not see. So they're just constantly testing shit in the background. And if they find something that works and clicks, they'll, they'll just change it. Like they did with like, all this stuff about likes, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. When, that, when that came out a year ago and they've not changed anything yet. Hmm. I can hide likes on my account now. I can do oh. that on like Oh, it's everything. an option. Yeah, so they okay. made it optional. Yeah. Okay. With the likes is like some pages, like you said, or you can see them and then someone that I'll go to will just say this person plus others or whatever the, you know, word is. But I actually like the not counting likes idea. I think that would like change a lot of psychological issues that young people have is if you don't know how many people are liking this, I think it'll also make the people who don't get as many get more notoriety and the people who do kind of even the playing field as best as you can. You know, I mean, some people, of course, you know, if Will Smith or somebody posts a picture that is going to get, you know, tons of likes. But if we're not counting them, you know, on our kind of level of likes and so likes and follows, you know, most people do a lot of things these days for likes. If you take them away, I think it kind of brings us a little bit back closer to reality than taking us further away. Because, you know, it's people that people that have mental issues and commit suicide behind, you know, stuff like this. Mm. Yeah, man, it causes a lot of yeah, a lot of mental. I don't know if you follow that model on Instagram, Neelam or something like that. That Neelam yeah. KG, she, I, I, she, yeah. she posted something recently, didn't she? Where she was like very open about the mental health issues that she faced. She was like very suicidal and stuff like that. Talk. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the one. I think she that's the one I watched. Talk. I think that's the one I watched. And yeah, I didn't. I had no idea that she was that like suicidal. And like you just see, right? You just think these models and people on Instagram living this lovely life are just happy as can be. But you don't know yeah. the situation until you're in that situation, or yeah, or have that lifestyle or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy, crazy. Korean man, what's good? Like just going back to the whole race issue. What's it? What's the kind of issue in the US? Because obviously that got a lot of attention last year with George Floyd and things like that. We know it's always in the background. Like the stuff like this is. It's just. It's just there. It's out there. You know. It doesn't just. Mm-hmm flare up on these random occasions when a couple of black players miss penalties or a guy is killed mm. in the streets like George Floyd. It's happening every single day around the world. What's it like mm. right now in the US from your kind of perspective? Right now in the US, I feel like, of course, it's something that always will be prevalent because that's what the country was built on, right? I see 
Me personally, I see small advances, but I feel like when you've created a system, it's not until you dismantle that system completely and build another one all conclusive that it will change the issues, right? And I would say being that we're under, of course, a different presidential administration, I feel like blatant racism isn't as prevalent or as out forward over the last four years, right? Based on just, you know, the political issues. And me personally, and I'll be, you know, completely transparent with you all, me trading, investing, or just even being in the field of crypto, a lot of it has to do with race for me. And the reason why I say that is because I tell my friends all the time, with crypto or just, you know, any investment vehicle, they don't care whether I'm black or not, right? If I understand the information and you understand the information, if it's $10 over here for you, it's $10 over here for me, Mm -hmm. right? And so being able to do what I do, you know, of course, behind a computer screen, MT4 or FTX or whatever site you may use, they don't really know my nationality. Like, of course, I have to send in, you know, yeah. identification, but for the most part, it's a field that kind of is a level playing field. I was just going to say, yeah, it's for, a level playing field. It's a level playing field, for lack of better terms, as far as when race is involved, right? Now, if I was to go out here and, you know, back when I was in real estate or something or trying to start with real estate and try to sell a house, visually, you may buy or not buy that house based upon my nationality, right? Or yeah. my ethnic background you may sell me a house based on my ethnic background right for example there's uh, been situations over here where people you know black people have gotten their houses appraised by one realtor then we'll go to another realtor and realize that the first realtor was cutting off like three hundred thousand dollars off of the ass price just based upon their race and so I feel like it's something that we'll always deal with. And going back to sports, kind of, you know, to highlight the conversation that we were having about sports and race this week, you know, over in America, we also, you know, had a situation where it is an Asian individual baseball player. His last name is Otani. I don't want to mispronounce his first name, but this guy, he was in the home run derby and the all-star game, which is a very, you know, popular thing, kind of like, you know, the halftime of Major League Baseball. And a prominent commentator over here had mentioned by him being a certain race that he couldn't necessarily be the face of an industry or of a particular sport because of his nationality. And he actually came to this country when he was like 16 to 20 years old and built his life for himself. And that's kind of what America is based on, right? Being able to come from wherever you are and actually feel like you're equal. But people get here and realize it's not really equal, right? Now, I don't think anything will ever be equal. And so when it comes to race and it comes to different things, of course, you know, I deal with it. But me personally, like just going back to like my major point is that's pretty much why I chose the industry that I did because it doesn't really care one way or the other what's your background. And I feel like it's the only way I could find a hedge on a global perspective to do what I want to do, feel comfortable doing it and not have to filter what I say, filter my thoughts and or beliefs based on how I earn my money. For example, 
LeBron has to say certain things one way or the other because he has people following him and the way he earns his paycheck, he has to appease other people. Me, on the other hand, yes, I have to keep it filtered and, you know, keep it fresh to represent, you know, the crypto circle, what it stands for, and being that we aren't people, because if you look at us, we're all different nationalities, right? So being people that we push this particular envelope forward, of course, you have to have a filter there. But how we really feel about stuff, we can voice it because how we earn our income isn't necessarily detailed or entailed by us having a public perception, if that makes sense. Mm. Powerful, man. Powerful. The land of the free, eh? The land of the free. <laughs> so they, so they say. So they say, man. So they say. <laughs> just, just when you started speaking, that racism wasn't as bad under Trump. Did you? Were you saying mm-hmm. like for the for those last four years? Which is interesting because people would have thought it'd be the other way around, right? No, so, I say, I say, I said that it was bad. Oh, it I was okay. Now, yeah, I said it was pretty bad. Okay. I said now that we're under a different administration, it's not so much at the forefront because there is racial tension, but there isn't a person like Joe Biden isn't the person that's necessarily fueling the race war. Yeah. Maybe how it was, you know, three for the last three to four years. Yeah, it, it seemed like during like the run up to that election, like the weeks and probably months leading up to it, it was very, very tense. Man, you would see like huge protests just just outside the White House, right? Yeah on the day of the election as well. I remember I was watching it on the news. I was up till late watching the election. It was crazy. What do you, what, what was it like under Obama? Because everyone was always saying like, everyone loved Obama, but he never did anything for black people. So since we're on a podcast, I'll give you my, I just release, <laughs> I just release my, politi- my, my political views. I don't really get into any of it myself. I do understand my ancestors and forefathers fought for certain rights, but I don't believe in fighting for certain rights of a system that is consistently skewed against any individual. Mm-hmm. And when a lot of people, when it comes to Obama, I feel like any president, right? I feel like you have to keep in context that to become the president, there's a lot of things in the secret societies. And I'm not saying from a conspiracy perspective, but just understand that every circle has a circle inside of it, right? So the president, just the president itself is returning. So of course, there are things that Obama knows and had to side with where he couldn't side with black people and i think that black people wanted him to side with them but that's not necessarily your job as a president it's for all people yeah. whether this whether disconnect comes in is that you put in place for things where people are i feel like african americans right now are more frustrated with the president is we understand that racism is going to be a thing but it's the point where you have a black president who institute things for the lgbtq community Right. And then you have Joe Biden who comes along, who now has an Asian hate, an Asian, you know, thing for the Asian community. Right. And it's like still 400 years later. I mean, there's been nothing or no rules or any laws in place that are just for black people. And so you look at it as as a, you know, consistent slap in the face. But when it comes to Obama, I mean, I feel like that was just like a way to tug at people's heartstrings to hold them over. Yeah, I I feel the exact same way. I feel feel like he was just he was just put there to put a smile on the black people's face, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. just to be like, okay, okay, we 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 got a black guy up in there now. We're good, we're good. We're good. And I, and I don't think you'll, you'll ever get to that point where it's like, oh, because a black person's in this particular position that all of our problems go away. It'll never happen. Do you think do you think you'll see a black person as a president again ever? I could say, yeah. But at the end of the day, like, for example, if you look at 
the Kamala Harris situation being the vice yeah, president yeah, yeah. with Joe Biden, right? I feel like she's there to appease black people, but we also need her for like Asian yeah, relations, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So we need her for that relations, but there's just things where it's like most people who are half and half typically identify with the side that's better, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. With Kamala Harris, she's obviously, I think she's half. She's brown. She she don't know. I don't. I can't remember where she's from. And mm. when she got voted in, everyone was like, "Oh, we've got we've got representation now in the White House. We've got everyone was calling her Auntie Harris. Everyone's yeah. calling her yeah. Auntie Kamala. And people mm. were loving it. Like they were, they they went crazy over it, the fact that there was someone of an Asian heritage in the White House. Yeah. And then the protest started in India. The the farmers protest, and they were they were massive. Yeah. They were going on for months. There's a lot, and. No one was talking about it. This was before Rihanna tweeted about it. Yeah. No one was talking about it. And yeah. everyone started looking at Auntie Kamala. Why is she not saying anything? We thought she's a brown woman. Like, where's her voice now? And even I think it took it took Rihanna and like Mia Khalifa and everyone else kind of raising awareness before they made a statement. But even then it was just like a wishy-washy bullshit statement to kind of make everybody happy. But again, the representation, it might be there. As as an image, but there is no representation yeah. there. Just matter where they're from or who they're from, they don't they don't care about they don't care about the everyday everyday people. They don't. Yeah, yeah do you know yeah. what? It's, it's interesting you say that about Kamala Harris and not being kind of put in that position now because you you were saying right that Asian racism in the US is like on the rise and it's it's, it's growing quite a fair bit now. And I've, yeah. I've got family in the US as well, and they've, they've they've told me a few things that they've kind of experienced as well. So it's interesting that America choose to put an Asian woman in the second biggest seat in America. So that, that's interesting to me. And then it's also, too, if you look at, like, American issues when racism becomes on the rise, it's typically after a major world event, right? So mm-hmm. if you look at back when 9-11 happened, right, everybody who wore a turban, people would look at them, like, saying, like, oh, I can't, I don't want to fly anymore, right? Yeah. But then if you move forward and you look at COVID, Right. Knowing that it came from an Asian place. Now we're on the Asians and what they, you know, because of the whole COVID situation. So I feel like it always takes like a world event for someone to then focus on this particular group of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like even with George Floyd, like that sparked the whole Black Lives Matter movement across the world. You know, so I feel like every event, it's it's kind of put there to dictate. Which religion, race, nationality, creed, belief, whether it be LGBTQ, whatever the case is, something's put there to spark the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, such a it's such a powerful topic. Just to, I could literally talk about this for for days and days, man. Literally, did you guys ever experience anything racism like Amish Ravina, like in school when you were younger, anything like that? Yeah, I went to like a very predominantly Asian high school, yeah. but. I remember hearing the P words kind of thrown around and yeah, it was that. even crazy because it was such an Asian school that the racism was more about the caste system, which is in within a couple of religions. And yeah. so we'd be hearing comments like that as well. Whereas before that, as like in my family, I hadn't really been told about this other system where we're placed in different parts of like the hierarchy based on who we are, where we're from. So to kind of hear it that way. But yeah, racism was just normal. We heard it a lot. Yeah, I, I kind of grew up in like a, a, like a very, very white populated area where I live right now. It's like kind of middle to upper class white people, you'd say. And the school I went to is literally just behind my house. And yeah, I get called yeah. the P word every now and again. And I used to hear it flying around and it didn't really, it bothered me a little bit at the start. But then 
and I kind of told, I told the kind of head teacher and stuff about it and all that kind of stuff, as you do when you're like the young kid and stuff like that. And yeah, it was, it just seemed quite normal to me at the time afterwards. I had a couple of, a couple of interesting conversations when I was at, I've been to a couple of Chelsea games actually, and a couple of fans start randomly telling you, and ironically, I was with some like white friends of mine and they were the ones defending me saying like, this guy's a bigger Chelsea <laughs> fan than you'll ever be. And then not, not, I think, so the first nice first car I got, I was pulled over a couple of times by like cops and they literally ask you questions like, is this your car? I'm like, yes. Like, what do you do? I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And they yeah. ask you questions that are like not relevant. So they're basically saying like, have you stolen this car? I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not what they're asking. It's the way in which they ask it. Yeah. And you can't say anything. You're just like, yeah. Okay, cool. But then even like, it's always like subtle things. Like, you know, you're on the tube and like, someone like pulls that bag a bit closer to themselves or I'll tell you a really funny story actually I was on the, the train home from work uh, when I used to work in Richmond I think it was so it's not even far it's like three four stops and what happened is that someone got off the train or whatever and we realized that they'd left their rucksack at the top so it's just like a black unattended rucksack on the top right and then I'm in this carriage with like three or four white people and they looked at me like because I was the one nearest to the bag and they're like, oh my God, he's a terrorist. We're going to, they're going to blow the, 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 the train up. And I'm looking at it like, I'm the, I'm more scared than these guys are. I'm like, mate, it's the next stop. I'm getting off at the next stop. Anyway, I don't care where we are. I'm getting off at the next stop. Uh, but I think, I don't know what happened, but the train didn't blow up. And it was just, I think someone just generally forgot their bag. But it's the fact that they look at you and they associate a rucksack and they think that you're going to, you know, blow the place up. Kind of thing. Like, it's it's right. literally since 9-11, man. Since yeah, 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 9-11, yeah, yeah, that, that's what breeded it all, 100%. man. Literally since 9-11. Anytime, like, like you said, you see someone with a turban getting on or you see someone carrying like a big bag or something like that. You just, you, you kind of think about, even like I was having this discussion with my cousin yesterday, right? Around kind of black people and how they're viewed and how they're viewed on like movies and TV shows. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure, right? If there's, there was like a middle-aged woman walking down the street at let's say 9 PM and there was a black guy walking towards her, she would probably like move a little bit to the left or move a little bit to the right. And just, just subtly in her head, think that she just think danger, just slightly in her head. I, I just think that's the way things have been programmed into people's heads, just, just through like what we see through the media. And like I said, TV shows and movies and things like that. It's, it's, it's crazy, bro. It's so crazy. But, but So this is, this is my little real quick perspective on it, right? Like, being that we're in 2021, about to be in 2022, right? I don't think that you should have any stereotypical view of any person, mm-hmm. right? And the reason why I say that is because, and I'll use being Black, for example, right? Now, in America, right, it's used, looked at as a capitalistic place, right? We, It's all about money. It's all about, like, you know, fictitious stuff, right? You can't sit here and say a 19-year-old black kid can't catch a private jet. You can't say that nowadays. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's a rapper. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, he does X, Y, and Z. And the reason I bring that up is because even as we continue to ascend higher in life and in, in different things, we have to understand that people of all races, all nationalities have the same access now to what you had access to. Yeah. Right. Like the Internet has been like the great equalizer. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you can't say that, oh, well, this person can't shop at Louis Vuitton. Hey, maybe this person invested in Dogecoin and got out. You feel what I'm saying? At the highs. And now they have some profit and they want to go to this particular store. 
you can't say, oh, well, why aren't you working a job or why aren't you this or X, Y, and Z? But I also think it's very important that Amish highlights, even with the police situation, that all races, under some respect, go through the same type of thing. Like, why you have this car? You know, yeah. I've, I dealt, I've dealt with that many a time. Why is this car yours? What do you do? Where do you like? You're asking too many questions. It's all on my insurance. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all on the insurance card that you asked for. Like, all the information, who owns it, where do I live, everything, my ID, my license. So, it's like, I just feel like a lot of people think that it's only certain races that go through this. Because most people will probably never think about some of the situations that you guys deal with. Because I feel like sometimes Black issues are highlighted at a more magnificent level if that makes sense yeah. like a lot of my friends don't necessarily know what's going on with the farmer situation right but all of you know about what goes on with george floyd mm-hmm. yeah. yeah does that's that really make good, sense that's, a really, good, that's <laughs> so, a really good point that's a really good point i feel like people just taking fights to, to say who's the most oppressed if that makes sense yeah. instead <laughs> of saying we all need to work and be better and as an individual you know and in Drawing a comparison between the two, when people from the, the the Asian community were trying to raise awareness for the farmers' protests, a lot of tweets were coming up with saying that, oh, we supported you guys for BLM, why are you not doing it back for us? And, and it was the wrong discourse to have. Like, that was never the intention. Oh, we support you guys, you support us. That's not the way it is. That's, that's never how we wanted it to be. But that was coming up. And then it kind of makes you question, wait, what was everyone's motive for showing awareness online? Was it just a kind of... Just say, okay, you know what, I support this, like this, this is this is who I am, or was it that it was trending at the time? But yeah. Look, what's what's crazy about that real quick, Ravina, is when you were talking about it, I even asked Amish about it because the crazy part I, is, Amish asked is me, like, yeah. Amish the, asked me, and it was so it was so com- complicated at the time that yeah. I, I was literally having to write things out in a diagram to just for it to make sense in my head. And we were people that were looking into this, reading this day in, day out. So let alone someone outside of the community, how was anyone else meant to understand it? So there's a reason why I reckon that people didn't resonate with it or even now why it's died down a lot. There there is that, but then there's also no excuse. All the information's there. If you want to go find out, again, like I said, if they wanted to, they would have. If you wanted to find out, you would have. You would have asked someone who knows what they're talking about. You would have, you know, it's, it's so applicable with everything, like, if you want to, if you don't know something or you want to find something out, you ask someone who knows more about that subject, and then you get someone else's view, and you kind of build up as much information you can from as many different sources, and you kind of make your own mind up, right? Yeah, and I'm not being funny, yeah, but throughout this podcast, what have we mainly spoken about? Like, and I'm not, like, I'm not trying to say anything, but like, is we mainly been focused on black racism because it's just the most talked about thing, like you were saying, Korean, right? We 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 we, we spoke about Indian. And Asian racism and things like that, but it's mainly been around African American and and the racism you see in the US and things like that. We, because it's the most talked about thing. Do you know what I mean? This, so yeah. Then also too, like just to like piggyback a little bit, like from the American perspective, right? When it comes to international affairs, y'all have to realize that a lot of that news doesn't make it over here if you're not searching it out, right? So. For example, like to hear about the farmers' protests or to hear about that, that's not played on our television or in our news waves as much as George Floyd is played on yours. Yeah. yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And that's that's where I feel like there's a big problem. You know what I'm saying? I feel like also Americans are, you know, kind of self-centered and don't really care about any other, 
you know, <laughs> country. I mean, I'm being honest. America's, you know, a, different, it's just, America's a different man. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just how it is. You know, we feel like everybody's trying to get here, so let's just focus on here and not really focus on anywhere else. And I'm just America, being honest. America's, That's just how people America's look at it. America's got enough shit going on. We can't deal with anyone else's stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then that's how they look at it. But I don't think, you know, personally that it's fair that, you know, like I said, me being stopped by the police is different or maybe looked at different as if I'm just get stopped by the police. Like it's the same type of stereotypical racism, you know? Yeah. Wow, man, it's been a, been a bit of a, quite a powerful episode. We've never done an episode where we've just talked about one thing for like 40 minutes. Like that, that's, that's pretty crazy. It's been 40? Yeah. It's, it's, been, yeah probably, it's been around half an hour, 40 minutes or so. We've literally just talked about one that, that we've never done that before. So yeah, crazy. That really, really powerful, powerful discussion, guys. Let's just, let's just close it on something a little bit more lighthearted. I think Ravina's going to like sure. this one. I think Ravina's going to like this. <laughs> you put it out on your story the other day, so I, so I saw you were kind of already thinking about it, but... Give us your, and I think it'd be a nice little segment to, to start end, ending the podcast on now with people. Give us your top five music artists of all time. Uh, that's hard. I'd, I'd ask you guys, do I need to prep anything? This would have been something I would have needed to prep. You don't need to. Um, with, with things like music, you know, you, you should know. And especially like, you I know you're like, a, you're like a music head like me and Amish and Corey, you know? But you know what it is? I listen to so much stuff that my mind changes every month. And a lot of the people are really obscure as well. Can I give like two or three new current people at the moment that I think people should be listening to? Go on. That works. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let her slide. That works. That works. Okay. Well, I was listening to like your guys' episode last week when we were kind of talking about how music is like, it's more about streaming as well as before than anything else. And the whole, the whole industry has changed. So there's one person I came across recently and her name's Pink Pantheress. And she's like this 20-year-old uni student from London. And she's been dropping TikToks, so one every day of music that she'd like released and she's singing and they're like covers and stuff like that, samples. And she's literally creating these TikToks saying, I'm just dropping music so I don't have to do this assignment so I can just get signed. Since then, that, that was about a couple of months ago, since then she's been signed by Parlophone, which is a record company owned by Warner Music. And they used to sign people like the Beatles. Like she's literally gone from TikTok to Spotify to sign by the same company that signed the Beatles. So that's crazy. So that she's someone new. There's a guy at the moment from London. His name's Saint with an E at the end. He's pretty cool. But... Saint um, Yeah, him. <laughs> He's sick. Like he's like, there's like a new flow coming out, and I feel like it's the kind of flow that Drake's going for, like mellow UK rap, oh, like yeah. more like yeah. like yeah. slow down vibes. You um, know that. You know that vibe. <laughs> I don't think Drake would ever make my top five list. I mean, if that makes you feel better, I don't think he would ever make it. Not off his new albums. This anyway. is why I ask you. Depends about, on them. This is why I ask you about important things because you have good judgment. See the Drake conversation. <laughs> I feel, like, I, I feel like my whole circle is just in like it's Drake Hayes, Dylan. Dylan's circle is currently looking like a triangle. Trust me, man. Uh, all, all, my whole Dylan. circle is full of Drake haters, man. It's just Dylan and Drake in his circle. Like, that's it. But but Drake, like, other than the Take Care and his older albums, do you really listen to any of his new stuff over and over and over again? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I do. I, I do. Do you? Okay, yeah, just yeah. other than Dylan, who listens to Drake on a daily basis? Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. That's actually a great question, though. It's not looking good for you. It's not looking good. Because you don't listen to new Drake over and over. No, because his his hits, yeah, they're like, okay, cool. But 
Yeah, you're not album. about to be like, let me put that track on again. I've, I've oh, always everybody. said a lot of my favorite artists, their best songs are like album joints that aren't the singles. Yeah. Drake's, if they're not a hit song, these album joints are... Right. Drake is sick with like Drake keeps it relevant Everything that's going on In every industry He hits everything And that's why he stays relevant But his last few albums Other than when they came out I've not really listened to them The album mm. That Passion Fruit was on And all those ones I don't really those, those were bangers When they came out Like on repeat For a good two, three weeks And then I got bored And that's Drake at the moment Sorry Dylan You're going to just find A new favourite person um, and I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling this hate. It's, 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 yeah, I don't know if you know, but CLB's getting mixed now. So it's, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, really? You've got, you got the inside yeah. sources, yeah? Yeah, man. It's been <laughs> reported, you know. It's been reported all over the place, man. It's getting mixed. He's in the studio. He's mixing it. Trust me, well, man. it's been that long. It better be good. Trust me, man. He's going to deliver. I'm telling you. This telling is going to be... My boy's going to come with it. This is going to be a bigger letdown than those penalties on Sunday, mate. That's all I'm going to say. Top Top artist though, Frank Ocean has to be there, definitely. He he like feeds into that whole exclusivity where he disappears for a few years, you don't know where he is, he's even alive, don't know what Yeah, but exactly, but what, what, yeah, but like, what's fun in that? Because then like what's the most recent Frank Ocean? Like he's sick, don't get me wrong, but like what's the what's the like most recent music that you go back? I've not listened to him in ages. Like the most I, recent thing I listened to was that Pyramids video yeah, that I sent I think, to you guys yesterday. I think I think Frank Ocean, because he's quite elusive, he almost gets built up as, as something bigger than he is. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think because he dropped one or two classics, right, to start with, and then everything else has been a bit, ugh, I don't know. It it has, you can't be a Frank Ocean here. That's, that's I'm not. I love Frank Ocean. I love, I love Frank Ocean, but I, I just feel that he's just got, he's another one where he's just got this knack of just disappearing for too long. And it's just that's when they make their best music. If you're going to be dropping an album every year like Drake has been, then it's all going to be trash. Like, well, yeah, but he hasn't. Though. Yeah, but he hasn't. How, when's the last time he dropped an album? When was Blonde? It was the last Olympics, I remember. I don't. Blonde, I yeah. don't think. Yeah. I, I don't think that every artist can get away with taking too long to drop an album no, because no, they yeah. need to create great music. Some of them, I feel like, grow faster than what they're. You know, they, they they get a song or they get an album and it grows faster than what their actual popularity or their talent level is. And so it takes them years to come up with something as good or even remotely close. And some people get it, you know, oh, they, I just need to work on my creative ability or I need to live my life and things need to happen so I can mm -hmm. give you another classic. Nah, I'm not trying to hear that from everybody. I think I think every I need more music. every two years is fair. Even three years, two to three years is fine, right? What does Kendrick do? What, what's Kendrick's average? When was the last time he dropped? When was Dan? Oh, Dan, Dan, was, last Dan was the last one. And again, I think I'm going to cut like all these. I'm, I'm going to cut. What is it? Was it 2017? No, I it can't have been that long. No way. The... Four years ago. Don't forget. I think the pandemic. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, the pandemic has added yeah, like an extra year onto when people would have would have added. Honestly, you think Kendrick would have released something last year? Like, um, I know, man. Everyone's indoors. They should be locked in the way in the studio, man. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah, I thought we was gonna get a lot of music. Yeah, same. no, no, no. I don't think I don't think we would. I wouldn't. I don't think we did because a lot of these things happen when you're like living life, right? And not that I would know or anything, but yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm still I'm still waiting on Rihanna. I need one more, yeah. man. I need one more. Yeah. Someone goes that they're gonna. I see don't things. need the highlighter. I don't someone, need the highlighter. I don't need more lip gloss. I need some, an album from her. Someone, someone goes like, "We're gonna see Fenty Furniture before we see that album." So, so while we're on Rihanna, do you think that the anticipation for the Riri album that the whole world, literally all of I us included, have been waiting on? Yeah, it becomes like another detox where it's like 
it's it has to be like perfect, and that's a lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. It's and a lot I of think pressure. The pressure has overcome. I think when she can produce at yeah, this point. I, and she's not. It's not. It's not worth it for her, right? And if it comes out and everyone flop, like we know how everyone's how short everyone's memory is, right? Like if she drops something that's good but isn't like classic, 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 then everyone's gonna be like, well, we waited eight years for this, and then yeah, like, people would have forgotten it. So it's difficult for her now. I think. I mean. <laughs> Leaving us in anticipation, probably yeah. is the Do, better like, just, like, just like Dr. Dre did, is like, you know, thingy. Ravina, so how, what's your take on social media right now? I know it's quite a generic question, but you're, you're quite good at reading between the lines in, in, in social media. What, what kind of platforms do you think are the most important still? Do you think Instagram has like peaked? Well, Instagram is, they've they said that. They, they've said that their competition at the moment is TikTok, which is obvious. And they're saying all that they're the, gonna, it's all not the social be a, media a photo app anymore, right? It's it's a shopping. They're all shopping apps now, so all the algorithms are changing to become shopping apps, and all the data that they're mining from us, which is a lot of data, mm-hmm. it's to work out what we're best buying at. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but my ads on Instagram now are constant. I think I see more ads than I see like normal posts a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> social commerce is becoming like a massive thing now on social media. Yeah. And it, to be like, like you said with the ads thing, Instagram are just turning into Facebook now and it's just becoming yeah. like a, a news, a news feed of ads. Do, do you feel there's a, there's a space for a new app to come and without the kind of nonsense, if you like? There always is. The, the, see, this yeah. is always the debate. This is always a debate, right? With social media, where is there going to be a new app that comes out? But I don't know, man. It's like, how, how, how would you, you how, yeah, yeah, how would you design your perfect app? Like, what would your perfect app Mate, be? Mate, we're going to make this app, I'm telling you. This, 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 <laughs> I know, you, you think quite adamant on making an app. No, it's the app, we're going to make it. Like, don't, if anyone copies this, I'm going to sue your ass right now. But, no, you know, the one where, because like for me, it has to be what I use, right? So every single day, people say to me, oh, check this podcast out, or check this album out, right? Where if, so for me, it's something like if I have a central place where I know, Dylan sent me one thing. So if it's music, I'm probably going to put it on the back burner. But if it's like an interview, I'm probably going to watch it. Whereas if, <laughs> if Corian sent me music, I'll be like, right, I'll listen to that right now. If, if someone else cheers, <laughs> cheers, mate. Cheers for that. Someone, if, if someone sent me a podcast, because every single day someone's like, watch this podcast. And it's yeah. still like scrolling back up through WhatsApp thingies. If it's all in one central place and you know who sent it and they can just literally send the link to you. So it's there. See, I think the thing with, the thing with that is, Spotify just need to build yeah. out like a social element to their platform, yeah. Yeah. and then that would just that that, that would fine. be it. That I'm fine with it. that. If they yeah. could do that, that would that would make... no. But we're gonna know everything. It's gonna. I don't want to share too much before the next <laughs> idea, but it wouldn't just be podcasts and music, right? It'd be it'd be other things as well. So yeah, but I think so Spotify every... doing things like that already. Anyway, you see yeah. on like, the top right, don't you? Like what your friends probably. are listening to and things probably. like that. Probably. Yeah, they're probably but, building something. But that. It also, real quick, it also goes back to, I feel like, a conversation we've had previously, right? Like, if you come out with this app, right, or someone comes out with a new app or a new version, the main conglomerates just steal the idea, and then it keeps us over there, right? Like, with Instagram or Facebook, they're just going to steal the idea, right? And just go, well, now it's ours, but it's this version, you know, yeah, so now it just keeps them relevant and just killing a small fry every single time. Yeah, hundred percent. So, do you, is there is there even an opportunity for a new app? Is, you know. Yeah, I 
think so with a lot of different in- industries if you just look at like in the uk the high street in the past year over the pandemic a lot of these independent stores they didn't stand a chance mm. but the ones that have like come out of this are the ones that okay this is the store how do we keep this relevant and it's kind of tapping into other industries and adding to them so if you take for example selfridges like you've got a food court you've got the designer labels and you've got all this you've got like makeup counters it becomes an experience for different users or customers whoever to come to one place so the the, the app that Amish is saying would make sense because you're kind of branching out to so many different industries that you've got one place for your music your videos your education your friends like whoa, 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 whoa. everything don't, don't don't share everything oh sorry yeah. <laughs> well hypothetically like if that if that if, if be your own people you know that it'd be your own people yeah <laughs> it'd be <laughs> if, if that was an app then that's what i would create it'd be yeah. everything that's central to like all of your best apps take the best from every app and put it together and the yeah. other thing that people are really kind of looking into now over the past year there's a lot of people that have looked into self-care and self-growth and like growing your personal brand mm-hmm. and, and who you are kind of professionally and that's spilling over into your social life as well so mm-hmm. an app that can kind of bring all that together in one place that's like a central hub that makes sense then then i guess instagram would be struggling a little bit because it can't it can't bring in you know videos and well it can but not like youtube videos or things bigger than shopping pictures some music and stuff like that so i reckon that that's that's the next thing yeah i mean what we say is how long do you spend i mean not me personally but how long do you spend on netflix looking for something to watch in if imagine if in the last year they could calculate how much time people spent scrolling Netflix looking for something to watch. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what's that's what's crazy about like how I because I'm not really like huge on Netflix. I mean I don't really watch TV all day like that. But the thing is like whether it be like music or something like that, right? So I'd mm-hmm. rather you send me a track or an album to listen to and yeah. be like, oh, track four, seven, and ten is good instead of me spending. 15 songs so yeah. I don't have that much time to listen to all because yeah. <laughs> one thing one thing that people like us god that sounds so bougie one thing that, <laughs> uh, that yeah, I think as you kind of get busier and you get more you get you value time so anything yeah. that's going to yeah. save you time you're like okay fine I, I that works for me so again if you said like say an album is 45 minutes long right and you only need to mm-hmm. listen to 10 minutes of it in mm-hmm. theory, you've just saved 35 minutes, right? You could be spending that 35 minutes then listening to, I don't know, a, a macro clip that Dylan sent you and all of a sudden you're enjoying yeah. yourself. You're just being a lot more productive. Obviously, yeah. you know, not everyone is that particular about getting it, you know, refining it if you like. But for me, if, if I want to, if, you know, if I lose, if, if you know, <laughs> Drake album comes out and I only need to listen to four out of 27 songs and I'm good with that, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> Yeah, and with time, the way that Instagram or like all these socials take your time, they make the app addictive. So you're yeah. literally stuck yeah. in a scrolling, yeah. and it's like gamification. They they've literally made every gesture and action on these apps like a game, which is why it gets addictive. So yeah. that that's they like eating your time. So something that something that takes away from that, then then it's not going to be an app that's made for you. It's going to be an well, it will be an app that's made for users as opposed for the companies that they're, they're taking all your data from. So unless yeah. something, something like that exists, then we don't know. I don't know if you noticed the other day on, on Twitter, but they changed this thing. I don't know if it's still there now, but like every time you like a tweet, it does this like little bouncy thing. It does like a plus one and yeah. then it does, it does like yeah, this little yeah, animation yeah, yeah. kind of thing. I noticed that. I was like, mm, that's quite interesting. But yeah, Didn't like you say, it's just little things. You know, the Apple event a while ago, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you tweeted Apple, they'd like they'd tweet you back or something like that. I'm pretty sure. No, or, yeah, no, no. Like, if you liked the tweet that Apple sent, then they'd send you a reply or something on Twitter. I think. Oh, I think no, the the, the like like or something or the hashtag like did some animation or something. Yeah, so if you the, the, the Apple sent out a tweet for for the Apple event, and if you liked that tweet, they sent you like a reminder, like five minutes before the event started. Really clever. Yeah, really clever. That's quite cool. Uh, Apple actually did something new for once instead of copying Android about six, yeah, hours, six years later. The, the, the yeah. thing, the thing with these big big social media companies, and Corian said it before, is they've got. I feel like they've gotten so big now that they don't need to innovate anymore. They don't, or they don't innovate anymore. Like Apple back in the day before the iPhone came out, they were innovating so much. Like think of all the products that came out back but then, and you, now it's just do you like think that coincided with and rest of this or not. Steve Jobs is passing. Yeah, but by the time I think Steve Jobs was at his helm and kind of almost leaving, I think Apple had already built itself into a position of like, yeah, we're the dominant kind of yeah. electronics brand or whatever they are. Is it complacency? Yeah, like even with Facebook, do you know what I mean? Like they don't innovate anymore. Like back in the day they did when you Facebook's used to like... like it's yeah. a whole different world than what it used to be. Do you know what I mean? Because they've got to a position now where like, you know, ads are making them more money than anything else. So they're focused mm. on that. They're focused on AI, like perfecting the algorithm, things like that. And if someone comes out and does something like Clubhouse, they'll just make their own thing. They've literally just made Facebook audio or something or Facebook rooms now, which yeah, is and it's a direct competitor. Yeah. They've got like a, if you actually scroll through Facebook, they've got such a variety of things in there now. They've got like a dating service. Yeah. They've got shopping. They've got everything, shopping. man. It's literally do you, crazy. Do you think that moving forward, not seeing companies innovate has is a residual effect of technology because we're all pretty much doing the same thing all day. You will still see innovation. Like this is exactly what you see, like Clubhouse that came out of nowhere. So you'll see small companies innovating. It's whether they have the opportunity to break through in such mm-hmm. a, in such a competitive landscape. And with Clubhouse, Amish, I said to you a couple of years ago, voice is going to be the next biggest thing. Like it's going to oh, be yeah. adding people, making things more personable and everyone's got, voice functions on their phone like who uses voice notes i use them all the time every day it's just so much easier I'm, I'm not so they are they are innovating in terms of what we're using more <laughs> amish hates a long voice note yeah because like, yes. normal people send like i don't know 10 15 second voice notes and then you guys and you and, and you know else i'm talking about specifically <laughs> your, your gemini counterpart I don't do it. They send like three, four minute voice notes. And I'm like, something happened. That's like, it's like. Because because at the end of the day, a one minute voice note is like a full long, like text. A whole conversation. It's like a novel. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's the reason though, because I do it sometimes as well. I just don't want to type it out. So I just do it as a voice note. It's like, it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really a, like, I, I guess I, you know, listen to voice. I'm not really, just type what you got to say. Yeah. And typically, you know, our conversations are really like short. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this, 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 this done. Like, like we, are we, are we on for three each other, you know, yes. <laughs> like send, confirm, done. Like there's nothing else that we need to, <laughs> yeah. because also too, I look at it from like Amish's perspective and like how I think about it, like running the whole, you know, crypto circle along with James and everything and how fast you guys response rate is. And I'm like, I know how much y'all talk to me now, multiple, Apply this by all the questions that people have, all the other stuff. You only have 24 hours in a day. You, feel, you only have 24 hours in a day. So when it gets to a point like where we only have so much time, like I can't talk to everybody. I can't, you know, so let's just make it quick. I don't need the type of story yeah. to get my point across. 
I, th- I think we just need to just remind me on Cory I think we need to shout out happy one year anniversary to Crypto Circle <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out. We're getting there. We're getting uh, there. Well, how close is it now? When, when, when did it? How, how close is the one year anniversary? I think it's August eighth. Off the top. Oh, of yeah. oh, you had me thinking it was like tomorrow or like next week. I said it's yeah. coming up. I didn't say it's like imminent. All oh, right, I thought I thought it was imminent. What's it been no, like? When, what, what, what's the kind of last year been like? Ravina, I'd say yeah. <laughs> In James's words, I'd say yes. Yeah, it's, it's going pretty well. I'd say. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. This time last year, I think we were correcting like typos in the blueprint and just making sure everything was kind of merged together. And I remember Amish saying to me, he was, I think he was happy with about two, three hundred people in the circle and he would have been happy with it. And now I think we're looking at about six, six hundred people at the moment, which is double, double what he expected. So yeah, like James said, I think we're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's my, and the question like, has it become a little bit, because I think I, I've noticed as well, obviously, the crypto space has died down a little bit. Has it become easier to manage over the last couple of months with the kind of the slump? Good question. Easier in a day-to-day, there's not as much, it's not as much going on. So yes. Yeah. Not as many questions and stuff. Probably. No, I mean, we get a couple of interesting questions who, again, people who are understandably quite concerned yeah, yeah. what's going on. And I think reassurance is a big thing that we've always tried to be, you know, communicative, commun- communicative is the word, to, um, to to everyone and just just reassuring. And I think during these times, you know that, that quote you shared yesterday where it's like people make lose more money preparing for or anticipating a correction than actually during the correction. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a weird time at the moment and it's just kind of passing time, if you like. So it's yeah. good where a lot of people have kind of just been like, look, you know what, I know there's nothing... I understand it's macro strategy. I understand that it's still intact. I understand that these things happen. And we're most likely, you know, that video actually you sent the other day about that we're probably going to get an, a, a longer cycle because of periods like this. Mm. So just go and, you know, go enjoy life in the real world for, for a couple of weeks, if you like. And I think a couple of people are using it to to understand trading and get into kind of actual trading more. Yeah, Corian is probably one of those. And yeah, James yeah, yeah, yeah. And how how are the Ravina as the kind of unofficial official spokesperson for the for the girls? How how are they finding everything? I was going to say, I think I think the quietness of everyone kind of shows their maturity over the past year. At the beginning, when there was ever kind of a few days when people were kind of worried based on what the charts were doing, they were quite vocal about it in the chats. They were like, you could see the worry that people had. Whereas now it's kind of, everyone's quiet. They're just kind of like dealing with it. It's fine. Like it's normal. Like no one's yeah. really affected by it anymore. So that really just shows maturity and people getting used to the space, but the girls are fine. They're doing great. But again, it's, it's quiet. It is quiet, which is quite weird compared it's, to how it was at the beginning. It's funny because you know, in about, three, four, five months time, it's all going to pick back up again. Every single yeah. crypto WhatsApp chat group you've got. I've got, I've got crypto groups on WhatsApp, which have just gone dead silent now. And I know in about by August, September time, they're all going to be popping off again. And this is going to be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the perfect video clip for that. And we didn't. Oh yeah. <laughs> I told y'all, I told y'all. <laughs> I think, I think the guys know which, which one. <laughs> Can't share it publicly, but we can't share that. You know, but no, it's been fun, man. It's been super fun. Really looking forward to the meetup in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, man. Looking forward to next weekend as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Send it. I was thinking about that yesterday. Actually, I was like, oh yeah, Yeah. next weekend. Yeah. You mean the session? Yeah. 
Yeah, what yeah, sessions? But yeah, no, it's been fun, man. DZC is like, again, we just started as, I think when James said, he just, we just started as a little idea and to see what it is, what's happened in the last years. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's going well. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. A, a year That's ago, a- you guys were literally trying to perfect the correct yellow you were going to use the branding. <laughs> yellow is the most important thing, man. <laughs> and now you guys are like hedge fund managers like that's some crazy growth in here like some crazy I, growth I, I think from like my perspective right being over here on my little island <laughs> big island <laughs> giant island <laughs> have you seen the UK <laughs> <laughs> no I'm just saying you know like y'all are closer in a you know closer group and I'm way over here but from me watching from I'm not going to say the outside looking in. I'm going to just say from my perspective, right? Seeing from how things started to where they are now, I honestly am continuously blown away. And I'm not saying that I didn't think that this would happen or I didn't think that the longer term goal, but I think my dreams continue to expand. And I didn't really think that that's where I would be at this particular point. Like if you'd asked me like a year ago, a year and a half ago, where did I see my mindset or where would I be like in the cycle and the blueprints, like as far as the macro approach to it and what I think about and how I look at things now, I can just say like, I'm blown. I'm, I'm completely blown away about just everything. And just to see like the people that are in the group and how you guys have maintained order i've never seen it in any not even a basketball team you know what i'm saying (laughs) like not even i've never seen like people work so cohesively as a unit where it's no ego it's no you know hate or no envy or anything like that it's just people really working together but i think most importantly it also five ten years from now when the story is like really told it also is going to give people not an ex like you know remove excuses because if you can build something like this and we, under the circumstances in which we're doing i don't really think anyone has an excuse on why you can't build a company a group a business or anything like that i think this is going to be a company that's going to or a program or an investment vehicle opportunity a thesis however you want to look at it that's going to change you know business for time to come when the story is really told. Yeah. I said this to Amish yesterday, the, the, the growth from just the back end of the, the, the company from its idea to where we are now, people will want to know about this, about how how the crypto circle came apart and that's going to like influence and inspire a lot of people to be like, okay, well, they've used these tools and this is how it's, what it's is grown into. Why can't we do this? But yeah, yeah. definitely it's definitely going to, it's going to be inspiration for other people in the same space. Yeah. And then I think if people really want to know, like, the secret behind doing it just start and just wing it as you go along it's not winging it <laughs> there is an element of winging it but it's like just start i think for anyone that wants to start their own side hustle or business or whatever just just start and you figure out as you go along like this when you start you don't know what you don't know so the things that you, you don't know you'll find out what they are along the way and you just find out a solution you know you can you can build up all these worst case scenarios in your head but until you kind of start until you kind of get going you're a bit like um, you know you'll figure it out you know you'll figure it out along mm-hmm. the way and, and you know I, I think even even before it's kind of like 
you know, we didn't have to make a website. We didn't have, you know, branding thingy. We didn't, none of this, but you figure it out or you have a Ravina and you have a Dylan and you have a Corey and <laughs> your friends will help you out along the way, you know? So yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Beautiful. James, James yesterday was like, can't wait to finish this shit. I'm fed up of everything. <laughs> oh, I am. I am so fed up, man. Honestly, it just feels this year has felt so quick, but so long as well. It has, it has, it has. So, it's just uh, like, let's just get it over and done with, man. Like, Said, let's go to Monaco, man. We need to go to Monaco. Wait, 2023, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 18, 19 year old kid from the Netherlands called Diogo and he's desperate to go to Monaco and like, <laughs> he's been saying it ever since like the 2017 bull run like we need to go to Monaco so yeah. we're, we're, we're desperate to go to Monaco and, and, and finally meet this guy <laughs> we've never met like since we, we've been friends for like four or five years we're WhatsApp. getting closer we're getting closer yeah. yeah we're getting closer we're getting closer that's a good thing and I think the funny thing is that once you have a vision and once you have a plan no, you know that's it. You just need to focus on getting there. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter how many Roy Hodgson gifts you get along the way. You know, you could try anything and everything as long as you kind of you just don't let any setback stop you. Then you'll get there in the end. It's just I just think persistence is, is the most important thing. And again, with trading and investing, whatever it's you know you, you make all the mistakes before you make any any kind of success out of it. So and you'll continue to make mistakes. Yeah, still in the future anyway. <laughs> you'll continue to take L's anyway. So. I mean, it's, you try and minimize them, but yeah. You, yeah, you try and minimize them, yeah, but it's the nature of the beast. It's like, you know... It's what I mean? inevitable. What, what, what goes up must come down, right? Oh, oh yeah. Well, I think we learned that the hard way. <laughs> we know that, don't we? <laughs> Multiple times. Right, guys, should we wrap it up? It's been a... It's been a... Yeah. Powerful. Drain, okay. Draining. I feel drained, you know. I don't know. I feel like I've oh, we've talked about quite a lot. Old age, man. Old age. Yeah, well... <laughs> <can't> <laughs> don't say that, man. I'm 29, I'm 29 going on to 30 next year. So. Yeah, as soon as you get that, you get that, that's when you need to get the uh, the old uh, Dr. Sinclair anti-aging jeans kicking in, man. <laughs> I do, yeah. I, do. I watched that. It was a good podcast, you know. It was actually. I've listened to it the last couple of days. It's actually really good. It was, it was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, if Howard yeah. sends you something, you're like, oh, I need to watch this. Yeah, trust me. Anything like health and fitness related that Howard sends yeah. you, just, just, just watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll 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 listen towards the end, Ravina. Like I don't know if you got to the end of the podcast with Howard, but he was talking about he's been taking these like DNA tests, which tell him things about his body. So uh, uh, super interesting. It's not you know. fair. You guys get sent stuff like this. I just get the office memes from him. I get no education content. <laughs> tell him. I'm, tell him. I'm going to complain about this. I'm going to complain. Tell him you listen to the podcast and that you you want some uh, fire content. Yeah. And this is why you need the app because if you had the app, then you would have had the source. Do you know what I mean? There you go. There you go. There you go. I mean, she's, I mean, she's plugging his app for the future. <laughs> if any, if anyone knows how to make an app or is, is interested, just just drop me a message and we'll figure it out. My my to do list is quite long right now, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> is it quite? Is, is is it easy to make? I don't know. Ravina might oh, know. Is it easy, yeah. easy to make an app? It's doable. Yeah. Is it? it is. That's it. That's the attitude I like. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not doing this one though. We need someone else. I ain't doing it. Yeah, well, I've always been fascinated like how you build an app. Like, I've never, never looked into it before. Can't be that hard. Do you want to learn, Dylan? I'm even no, thank you. To create. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. And it seems too, too complex. Dylan, Dylan just likes peace. He likes peace. Yeah, man. I'll just, I'll just read the, I'll just read macro and news, and that's leave, leave me to do, man. That's, that's enough complexity for me. And Drake's only constantly spent all the time. That's it, man. On repeat, on a dark demo. I think the one I've been listening to recently is Dark uh, Dark Lane demo tapes. I think that's the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not even yeah. an album. It's like four songs. 
It's bad. Some bangers on there though, bro. Trust me. Mate, there's only four <laughs> songs on there. There's <laughs> about, this about like eight songs. There's like ten songs, man. Oh no, like no, no, actually, oh no, 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 that's the other one, wasn't it? Oh no, I know which one you're talking about. Oh yeah, no, okay. Yeah, but that's again, it's not. Pro- you you were talking about whatever so I'm, hours, I'm talking, scary yeah, hours. Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, scary. That was like two songs that you just dropped to the night. Yeah. But see, that's that's so he cool. He drops two though, songs right? and calls it an EP. I mean, he no <laughs> didn't call it an EP though. Like it's interesting like, how how he does it. He like no, but I've never seen anybody do this before. But like you drop two tracks and you like it's just like almost branded. Like because if I go on Spotify now, right, I'm here. I can't see. Oh, actually, oh fuck, it's here. It's actually it's here. Oh, One second, Dylan. I want you to. I want. I want a written apology on this. Yeah. Uh, scary hours. Yeah. <laughs> scary hours too. See, I thought it wasn't there, but it's there. It's there. Yeah. It's always Lemon Pepper Freestyle. It's that one. Yeah, I mean, don't even... Yeah, but what three tracks? And, and, and Corian, you, you can't even say anything because I remember you said that Lil Baby track was fire. Yeah, it was. No, yeah, all three yeah. of those tracks were good. There you go. There yeah. you go, man. Oh, yeah. trust me. You, you don't underappreciate what this man is bringing you in day-to-day life. Trust me. He's oh, making your life better. He's making, he's making everyone's <laughs> life better. People just don't appreciate him. Are you done? I'm Man, gonna, I hope Drake yeah. listens to like one of these podcasts when they Now we've just, mentioned just, Drake. Just he needs to be sponsoring us. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think I think I'll I stop in the future. Even, I think I'll stop in the future. I'm just glad that the intro to this song is a man who had beef with Drake. That makes me that makes me sleep better at night, to be honest. <laughs> what intro? The to this one. you know to the uh, Mill. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> I was like, have you changed it? <laughs> I didn't realize. No, I didn't realize. I didn't realize. I didn't realize. But they're good now, bro. The the boys now, man. They're good. They're good. Yeah, I don't think they ever really had like beef. beef. Publicity. Yes. Yeah, there you is. go. There you go. That's all it is. Right. Cool. We'll run up to this weekend. Corinne, are you? Yeah, your Instagram has been a bit quiet last couple of days, man. Everything all right? Like, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I've been a little bit busy doing this and that. You know, talking off the off the waves, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Corian, you good? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every, every, everything's good. I can. When does when does football fine. season? Your your I'm sorry, American football season start against August, end of August. Oh, okay. But you know, right now we you know preparing for hurricane season, which is first. <laughs> then we get the, then we get the football season. So, oh Jesus, know, gotta dodge a couple of storms before we get to that point. <laughs> you know, so I hope if the market not, sorts itself out by then, then you can you can be anywhere you want. Oh, oh mate, yeah. it's, it's not every day you hear that, is it, man? Like, oh, we, we got to prepare for a couple of storms before. Like, it's just like, oh, like, we don't get that stuff around in the UK, man. We got there was like a tornado somewhere in the UK. I don't know if you guys saw it on TV. <laughs> like, I saw that and I was like, whoa, like this is new to me, man. But honestly, I'll be honest with you guys. Like on a more serious note, because of crypto and different investing and things like that, I don't think uh, I'm as consistently afraid because now I feel like you know I can help my family out a little bit more than in the past when I was a kid and I just had to go along with the move wherever we were going now I feel like you know we have you know just a tad bit more freedom to where we can you know if you need to book a flight and go somewhere for a couple of days we'll be okay so, so is that is that what you guys do do you just leave 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 you leave your home like yeah board it down yeah and so just mo- leave? yeah so most people just do that and leave for like two three days like two yeah. three days worth of stuff yeah, and then just, you know, go come back, spend come some back time to, with your family. And then come back to a well, mess. It, well, it's not always a mess. You know what no. I'm saying? That's the yeah, whole yeah. thing. It was only really, a, the messes are few and far between. But, yeah. you know, it's crazy how people live in Miami and 
Miami looks like a metropolis, you know, it looks like one of the most beautiful places, but they consistently get hurricanes. Yeah, that's where my family lives. And I remember, I think it was two years ago when it was hurricane season, they sent us like videos into our like family WhatsApp group and they, mm-hmm. they were heading back in the car and there was literally just like palm trees all over the road. I was just like, whoa, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, but other than that, nah, everything's good. You know, we'll have a fun weekend, see what the week has for us. Nothing too crazy, no football. Well, the end of the playoffs is going on. So we'll see what happens with basketball. But have you got nah, some sons or... Bucks. Signs. I got to stick yeah. with... Uh, I told you, uh, no. I told you the Sun's going to do it. Yeah, you did. I did. You did. Yeah. Um, but then I also and said... And I see y'all get... I also said it's coming home, rid- so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, y'all getting rid of Ben Simmons, and I also said last year the Saints was going to the Super Bowl. So we also have a few, you know... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have patience for Ben Simmons. I'm done with that man. Hey, you know that? You know, he's going out with Maya Jammer now. That ben Simmons. Yeah, this is he what is. Don't, don't Ben Simmons. Do don't, don't talk Boy, to me. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, this guy is a fraud. They were at Wimbledon together. Yeah. No way. So I had to find out who she was. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh my God. I get it. She is our national treasure. She must be protected at all costs, man. Because Ben yeah. Simmons is, is not the one, I'm telling you. He is, this guy is just bomb. <laughs> Absolute bomb. Oh, I'm yeah. embarrassed. Just, no, sorry. I don't think they'll last long. He's like, so he's a no, basketball player, right? He's a, usually yeah. basketball player relationships don't end very well. So, no. <laughs> so but you know they're saying that past history is not in- indicative of uh, performance. Sod's law to get married or something. <laughs> yeah, I think he's right. Though. Uh, Ravina's right though. Man, she's like a jewel in the UK right now. Like she's in. She's even going to be presenting that new Dazone boxing platform. She's going to be like the head oh, presenter yeah. of that as well. Oh, yeah. So she's she's yeah. everywhere, man. Oh, okay. Mate, ask her if she's into Bitcoin, man. That's someone. Corinne, turn into her DMs. Be like, oh, how do you like America? How do you like America? Oh, he's Australian. <laughs> nah, yeah, I wonder if like their like financial advisors like tell them to like, yeah, okay, put a little bit of money in Bitcoin. Because I was listening to like a Logan Logan Paul's podcast, which is just quite funny. Yeah, and yeah. Oh wow. His, his financial advisors, they actually told him about Bitcoin. They kind of kind of set everything up for him accordingly, which is quite interesting because financial advisors are quite traditional. So Complete opposite, yeah. right? and it's. All, yeah. I think the good thing about some financial advisors, they literally admit that they don't know enough about crypto to like yeah. comment either way, which I think is responsible. I think for them just to say no, don't invest into Bitcoin is is, is irresponsible. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So then they come to someone like us, and they're like, "Yeah, hundred percent all into Bitcoin, all good." I'm looking forward <laughs> to talking more. I'm looking forward to talking more about. I think we're going to talk about crypto next week on next week episode, maybe yeah. a, a yeah. bit more. But I'm looking forward to it, man. It's been a couple of weeks where we've just been yeah. not crypto focused. So it'll be good yeah. to get back to it again. Yeah, but I really think people are also really starting to understand we're regular human beings that talk about regular stuff. Yeah, yeah, just bring you know? it back to reality, man. Because literally, <laughs> the last ever since January, since January, yeah, we've just been talking crypto, man. Like every single day, crypto, hey, crypto since last, January. The last four years is all we've already talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice it just felt, it just felt more intense. I think because what we were waiting for for those four years, we were living through it literally. So it was just yeah. like, it felt really intense at the time. But yeah, right, guys. Let's wrap it up. And uh, anything else? Anything else, guy? We want to touch on before we before we close the shutter. Shut up shop. New Snow Leg album is really good. Oh, oh yeah, Doja Cat. Oh, Doja Cat's album is is very is excellent. I like Doja Cat. Doja Cat's excellent. I'm telling you right now, Doja Cat has dropped a better album than Drake will drop. I'm calling it now. <laughs> 
I like that one track she did that get in, get into it. Gotta, nah, get listen it. to the whole thing a few times, man. It's a vibe. Yeah. Nah, yeah. nah, it's, like, it's like it's like you with Drake, man. I'll just pick like two or three tracks that I like and I'll just like <laughs> the rest off, bro. That's how I do nah, it. Nah, listen to listen to Because you're not like that. Nah, you're just being paid in It's because you're not used to a whole album of good songs. That's why. So I understand. I get it. I get it. Oh man, nah, she's good. <laughs> she is good. She's really good. Now nah, listen, the album honestly is is nah. Doja Cat for me is 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 up there. It's up there this year. Hmm. Yeah, she's nah, she is good. I remember when she dealt with like a big like race thing as well. Like remember when she was on Instagram Live and yeah. She got, but the thing, thing with people, it wasn't, it's just you can tell that she's a problematic person, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't hide it. You know what I mean? It's like you could tell that like, she's the kind of person who's going to go into those like dodgy chat rooms and just talk to random people. Like, yeah, I'd expect yeah. that. But no, super talented, super super talented, and the album cool. is, is excellent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, I've seen Nikki. Nikki coming back and doing a few things again. I'm nah, saying, mm. finished, man. Finished. <laughs> finished. <laughs> finished. You finished. know. Finished. Finished. I remember like a couple of years yeah, ago, everyone was saying, "Oh, Nikki's like, oh, she's better than Lil Kim." A couple of years ago, that was the that was the hype, wasn't it? Her old, her first couple albums were, were like really good. Really yeah, she was. She's she's good, man. She's yeah. she's. I remember back sick. at uni, man. Like super bass. Yeah, bangers. Bro. Super bass. Don't even come to me with that, bro. I remember that track because every time I was in college in the like kind of canteen area, we had like TVs everywhere and they, that yeah. used to play on the music channels all the time. See, I was at uni and did at college. Is so that showing our age? Yeah. <laughs> Discrepancy. Ravina was probably like... I was at school. School. <laughs> <laughs> Even bigger age discrepancy. Secondary, secondary school, yeah. Let's like, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I just made you feel old and you just made me feel old. <laughs> It's cool, man. With age comes wisdom, right? Korean silence. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm in the middle, you know. I'm in the middle of all of this. <laughs> oh, man. Right, guys. Well, we'll end it there. We'll wrap it up and see you on the next episode. Episode eight. Episode eight? Yeah, I always forget the numbers, man. I always get mixed up. Yeah, episode eight. I think, I think eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't, give the, we didn't give the price of Bitcoin. What is the price? <laughs> you oh, sorry. All oh, right. The price of Bitcoin is, if you're still listening... It is still around 33k, same as last week. Same as last week. Everyone, everyone was shitting themselves last night, man, when it was like dropping. Nah, James called it, so man. Bad. James called it. I'm not gonna, I, all I'm gonna say is James called it from 34.4 to 31.5, right? Yeah, perfectly. Yeah. perfectly. Man called it to the T, man. So, yeah, perfectly, bro. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. So James on soon, like right? James. You like yeah. James. We all like James. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the feelings are mutual, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all love James. We all love James. No, uh, I'm not sure if he if if he feels the same way about us as does. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love James. It's what the we love us. Oh man. Well, 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 we'll ask him that question when he comes on. The last three episodes are going to be sick. So it's, uh, it's probably going to be like not as much as the dogs, but yeah, you're, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, send it. Send, right, send it. it.